0: Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomerschurch/podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church podcast. Enjoy the message.
1: Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord from inner to winner, from inner to winner. If I can draw your attention to verse number 60 that says, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? and aware that his disciples were grumbling, Jesus asked them, does this offend you? Have you ever been offended? Ever been offended? (laughs) Of course, been offended. Have you ever had someone come to you to apologize for offending you and you weren't really offended. Like they assumed that you were offended by something that really didn't offend you because being offended is in the eye of the beholder. And so there, there, there I don't know if you've had you've had I'm asking the question. I want you can talk to me in the room here. You can you on the line, you can just get screen. But but where it's absolutely possible for you to almost be offended. By the fact that they think you're offended. Because you're a little bit like, well, what kind of immature child would I be for me to be offended by the thing that you said? Who do you think I am that I would be offended by that? I really wasn't offended. My gosh, that's that's a weak. It would be a weak man or a weak. Woman or a weak person that would be offended by that question. No, I'm not offended. You're almost bothered by the assumption that you were. You're with me. Amen. You're with me. You're, you're nodding your head. All right. Have you ever been in a situation where you have something to say to someone, but you know that what you're going to say? Is going to offend them oh I need a witness in the room and you are now wavering between am I gonna tell them this they not gonna like it they not gonna like what I'm gonna say this is not the thing to say this is not PC this is not accepted concepts this is about to go against the grain and I'm now weighing whether or not it's worth it to say it. I'm kind of wondering, do I care enough to say it? Do I, do I even care enough to even be this honest? And if I do, there's going to be a price that is paid that, that I may have to. This is offense. And the thing that's really interesting to me about Jesus and about God and about Christianity and about kingdom is that it's actually possible to be raised in a way where a kingdom concept is offensive to you. I think that we are, as we run forward in our technology and in our power and our science and... and. The the balance and the challenge is the more secular we become, the more possible it is that a kingdom concept may be offensive to us. And the thing that I like about Jesus, I, I want to admire him, I certainly want to emulate it as best I can, is he not afraid to hurt your feelings if it will help you. I'm looking around for you to say amen because you need to know that everything you hear from God is not always going to be a pat on the back. Everything you hear from, that's not a very good relationship with the Lord if all he does is praise you. I don't know if your relationship is really real. When your relationship with him is real, he will tell you, well, this is some good stuff. And this is some stuff that you might need to rethink as to whether or not this is the proper approach to how you live your life. It is absolutely possible for your perspective to be off and that you need to readjust so that you can see the world in the proper way. And I want you to see it from the scriptures and from a relationship with God and from the wisdom of the scriptures so that you don't have to see it through the pain that can happen as a result of life. Because there are many of us, I know I'm not the only one, who somebody tried to tell us something from the word and we didn't really want to hear it. And then we got some gray on us and some knees clicking, and we realized that maybe Grandmama knew what she was talking about. And you wish you had a time machine to go back and talk to your ignorant self when you were 20. Because you'd have a whole nother kind of money. I need a witness. You'd have a whole nother kind of money. You'd have a whole nother kind of house if you could only go back in time. My God, you can barely sleep at night wishing you could go back in time and talk to your ignorant self. You don't have to talk to nobody else, just to yourself. If you could just talk to yourself at 18, I, need, I wish I had a, just somebody in the room that said, Oh, Pastor Annie, my God, I would slap myself at 18. I'd have had a fight with myself at 23. I'd have whooped my mm when I was. If I got in a time machine, my Lord, what I would have told myself, and I wonder if I would have listened to me. In a sense, beloved, I don't know how you read John 6, but in a sense, this is what is happening in John chapter 6. What is happening is Jesus is trying to say something to the children of Israel, to his disciples, to the people that are close to him, the people that are in his congregation, the people that are looking to him. He's trying to say something to them that's offensive. That's why at the end he said, are you offended? So did this offend you? He said something and folks said, That's hard. (laughs) Jesus, that's hardcore. That is gangster, what you just said. That's hardcore teaching. And people actually left. I would to God. I'm going to tell you the truth. I would to God. I've been preaching for 40 years, and I would to God. I, I want to kind of halfway believe that I'm like Jesus, but I don't know. If right now in the middle of this sermon, half of y'all got up and said, I can't tell this past the end. I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. I'd almost. I, I can't help it. It's possible to be so addicted to the approval of people. I need a witness in the bill that you can't really say what needs to be said and you you're lying you're not really telling the truth it's possible to become so addicted to the approval of men that you're not telling the truth it's possible to so addicted to the approval of women you're not really telling the truth it's possible to be so addicted to the approval of that over the generation over you you're not really being honest and you you're not telling the truth it's possible Jesus has the boldness to say something and his church leaves. People get up and leave. It sounds like it's almost down to 12. Yeah. And he looks at the 12 and says, are y'all, are y'all about to bounce? Are you, are you leaving? Are you, y'all are going to stay right. I can li- I'll at least have a cell group. All right. What is it? That Jesus says that's offensive. I'm gonna tell you what he said, and I'm sorry, it's absolutely possible that it may offend you. Certainly offended me. It starts in verse 26. What has happened is Jesus has fed the 5,000, that's what has happened earlier in the chapter. And so after he feeds everybody and after everybody's belly gets full, everybody, after everybody's appetite, especially once their fleshly appetite gets satisfied by this Jesus relationship, they now start to follow him. He goes to another side of the lake and they're searching for him and they finally find him. And in verse 26, Jesus says, y'all are looking for me not because of miracles, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Don't be like that. Don't work for food that spoils. But... But rather, you need to work for something that endures to eternal life. Which the Son of Man will give you. I'll give it to you if you ask for it. And and on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And and here's here's the, the, the truth. It's offensive. I'm gonna put it up there for you and for me and we'll just have to deal with it. But the truth is that it it, it applies today is that people would rather have bread and weakness than hunger and strength. Or, or, Or better, I'll say it again. People would rather have bread and be weak than to be hungry and be strong. Uh, 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 Or maybe maybe a better way to say it is it's better to be hungry and strong than full belly and weak. That's, that's, That's in essence what Jesus is saying. He's saying, don't be so caught up on your physical needs, on your appetites. Don't allow this Christian thing To become so much about what we see, and so much about your needs met, and so much about your belly full, and so much about your house, and so much about your car, and so much about your blessing, and so much about your prosperity. Certainly, God will provide that for you, but don't let that become the focus of why you have a relationship with him it would really be better for you to be hungry and be strong than for your belly to be full and you're weak and come on let's be honest let's 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 all be honest we love a full belly We love a feeling like everything is good. We love a feeling like everything is great. We we, we love that. I love it. I know how it feels. I know what it's like to be like, yes, things are going amazing. But I have to be careful that as a result of that, I don't shy away from the hunger that can make me strong. It's like this show. I think I've mentioned it before. I watched this show called Alone. I don't know if you've seen it. Alone. Alone is basically a show. It's on History Channel or something like that, I think, in which basically survivalist type people go to some remote Vancouver Island or Labrador, the Arctic. They go somewhere. They're separated. They're alone. And whoever can last the longest wins a prize wins a bunch of money so they're in a place where nobody lives they got to make their own fire they got to make their own shelter they got to find their own food i don't know if you've ever seen the show they have to find their own food okay and really they're starving It's really what they are the the the, the thing really becomes a who can last the longest who can starve the most it's really what the show comes down to. And it's possible for them to even pull you from the show if you lose too much weight. Because if you lose too much weight, you become sick and it's not good for you nutritionally, your teeth and your bones and all kinds of stuff. And so it's really, they weigh you, they come in every, and they do a, a, a health check on you. And I, if you've never seen the show, I've seen this and watched it and you'd be amazed at how happy people can get over a rabbit Now right now after church is over after this is done I don't know where y'all going but ain't nobody going to check no snare lines Y'all are going to Biscuitville, y'all going to to crack that barrel, y'all going somewhere, y'all going home. Y'all are going somewhere, y'all about to get some bread and some butter. Don't make me call you country people out. Y'all about to get some bacon, some sausage, some gravy, some biscuits. Ain't nobody in here leaving here and going to eat a rabbit. They find a rabbit, the joy on their face from a rabbit. The joy on their face from one fish. We'd be like, are we going to fry it? No, no, no. They, from one fish and almost every single person that leaves the show, they leave their thinner. They leave their gaunt. They leave their, with their, with their physical needs have gone on, unmet for 20 days, 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. But the look on their face is what this experience did to me. I will never be the same again. If we make this Jesus kingdom thing only about bread, we're going to miss the real point. Jesus is saying in these passages... Eat my flesh, drink my blood. He's saying, my flesh is real food, my blood is real drink. Don't, as best you can, Lord help me, Lord forgive us, but Lord help us. Don't become so enamored with the miracle power that can provide food and drink. That you don't eat the real drink and the real food because the real food is my flesh and the real drink is my blood. Now, I know we have communion and, you know, we eat of the the bread and drink the cup show for the Lord's death until he comes. And it's good. It's a good practice. We've almost made it religious without acknowledging what the true meaning of it is. Because the true meaning is that what really needs to happen is we need to be strengthened within. That this has to be internalized. That Christ, the Word, it's got to be something that I... I ate it, I ingested it, I swallowed it. I, I incorporated it into the inside of me. It's not just something that I put on the outside, it's something that I put on the inside. So you don't just recognize me as a Christian because of how I walk and talk, but you, you, you will what, what, it, what happens is I, I decided that I was going to be strengthened within. That I I realize that being strengthened within is the point. And that if I'm really going to be a winner, it's going to be from my inner. not going to be from the outer. I'm just going to wave my hands over everybody because my, my prayer is that we will all be strengthened with power by his glorious might, that he will be strengthened in our innermost place. Because, see, when you're strengthened on the inside, it don't matter what people say. I need a witness in the building. When you're strengthened on the inside, it don't matter if people like you or not. Because as long as you like you, you if you're strengthened on the inside, you can be totally rejected and go somewhere and remake yourself and represent yourself and be like, oh, no, 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 because I'm into me. I, I got me. I'll fix me. I'll get with the Lord, and I'll do something on this. Just because you don't like me don't mean that I'm going to lose my mind. Just because you reject me don't mean I'm going to commit suicide. Just because you fire me don't mean I'm going to go home and give up. I'm As a matter of fact, I'm about to remake myself and I'm coming out. I want the world to know I will remake me. Oh, I like me. Because my strength don't really come from you liking me. My strength doesn't really come from the outside stuff. This is nice. It's good to have it. But if I lose it, I can get it again. Because I was broke before this. I wish I had a witness in the building. There was a time when I didn't make this much money. I didn't have none of this stuff. And I got here. I get here again. I do it again. Matter of fact, this time I probably be able to do it faster because I'm older and I'm smarter. And I done got running rid of them enemies that was dragging me down. I dropped some weight. And I know because I realize that the real winner is from within me. And it's why Paul said, See, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom the whole family heaven and earth derives his name. And what I'm praying is that out of his glorious riches, he will strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Amen. Amen. Not just your outer. Not just that you will have a testimony of how God is in your life because of what he's done for you on the outside. But that Really, where the strength will happen is within. And it's a question that I'm posing, and I I guess I've been asking this question for a minute, and I'm going to ask it this morning, and that question is, can God strengthen you inwardly? Can he strengthen you inwardly? Can he only strengthen you on the outside? Right now, is your primary prayer just that he fix your house or fix your money or fix your marriage? Or or is that your primary prayer? Is it possible for him to actually strengthen you in your inner man? Is, Is he allowed to do that? That's the question. Is he allowed to actually fix your heart? Or have you compartmentalized God into just your stuff? It's a hard question. It's a hard question. It's a question I have to ask myself because I realize that some of the stuff I hate, I only hate it because I don't see it right. If I saw it differently, I might not hate it so much. But the the problem is just the stuff. The problem is just the people. The problem is just the situation. The problem is me. And so instead of me just asking God to remove them, which is the main thing I'm asking God to do, strike them. I, I just want I just want a couple of honest dude just be honest. Lord, strike them. Strike lightning from the sky. Kill them in Jesus name. That instead instead of me asking God to get his vengeance. Maybe they're here to force me to get stronger. Maybe their rejection is to make me not need their approval in the first place. Because maybe approval is a drug that's holding me back, my God. And maybe if I could ever get over that, I'll be free to do exactly what needs to be done. But I'm a little stuck on whether or not you like me or not. Is God even allowed to do that? It's a good question. Is he even allowed to? Is he even allowed To go into your basement. Is he only allowed to interior decorate? It's another analogy. Now, I don't really watch this show. I don't watch any of these makeover shows. I was talking alone, talking to the dudes. But if you watch any of these, oh, we're going to get this house. We're going to flip this house. We're going to fix this house. And this one's coming in. And they're going to get the house, sell it or, what is it, list it or lease it or list it. Love it or list it. Love it. Exactly. See, see, I don't know. Whatever. It's like, okay. Oh, we're getting a house that's in this kind of trouble. Or in this, it's, there is the aspect of fixing it. But if you've ever seen any of those shows, you'll know inevitably there's always a plumbing. Or a foundation. Or an electrical. Or a. Because we can't fix the house and not address the guts. Oh, I need a witness in the building. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, but gentlemen especially, I am on a property mission. I've decided I'm going to buy as much land and property as I possibly can. One of the reasons why I'm doing that is because I'm a bit concerned about the value of my dollar. Because I'm alive long enough to remember when the dollar bought more than what it can buy now. I need a witness from some older people. When you, you pulled up and said, fill it up regular and for $5, woo, you got you some gas. I remember when the cost of one coffee, I don't know if you ever drink any of this fancy Starbucks half caffeinated, decaffeinated calf with a half and a calf on the side and the side of slice. And eight $8.72. I'm like, eight. Hey, I remember when eight dollars. You could get a soup for that. I remember when when your dollar went farther. If you have money in the bank, if you have cash money right now, you can hold on to it if you want to. But the problem is that the dollar ain't worth today what it was worth 25 years ago. So you got to keep your currency current moving. You got you. So I'm trying to find stuff that will appreciate as The dollar, deeper. All right. So I went to this auction to look at this house. And I was there and I was going to bid on it. But the problem is they let us do a (laughs) walkthrough. I know what to look for. When I went down them steps and I smelled that, I said, woo-hoo. I didn't say nothing to nobody else, but I said to myself, "You smell that mold? You smell? It? You smell? It? You see?" I looked at that system. I said, "Whoa, that system's old." Y'all done done some stuff on the outside to cute it up, but you can't cute up a bad HVAC system. You can't cute up the fact that that water tank is just about to go. My contention is that we can argue with God about him fixing our guts. We just want him to dress up the outside. And so we have to ask this the question, okay, If God can strengthen you inwardly, if you'll let him down in your basement, if you'll let him look at the foundation, if that's something that you'll do, then you have to say, okay, how does inner strength happen? How does inner strength happen? How does God strengthen me inwardly? Okay. Okay. Let me answer that for you. And I got 10, 11 minutes left. I'm going to answer them for real. I'm going to really, try to go quick. How does inner strength happen in a day when we're just focused on outside? How does inner strength happen? All right. The beginning, number one, and it's not even number one. It's the intro. The intro is that you understand the spirit versus your spirit. The Spirit, I got a capital S, which is the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. You understand the difference between the Spirit and your Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible.
1: You start with the acknowledgement and the understanding that there are three parts to you. If this sounds basic or uh, or review, well, it's okay because it's new to some. There are three parts to you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in that body. That body in that chair is not the real you. This body you're looking at is not the real me. This tall, this is not the real me. The real me is a spirit being. I live in this body. I have a soul, my mind, my thoughts, my emotions. But the real me is a spirit being. There's three parts to you. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in that body. And so you understand that... The spirit of God testifies with your spirit. So a part of hearing from the spirit is that you also learn that your spirit must be strengthened. Now, in a sense, a part of what we did is we got in church and we got in kingdom. We got around the things of God and we got about the Holy Spirit. We got about the Holy Ghost, which I, me too, filled with the Holy Spirit, got you. But in a sense, we, we got so focused on the Holy Spirit and on God's spirit that we ended up with a lot of people who had the Holy Spirit, but their spirit was weak. Because there's a difference between the power of the Holy Spirit and the strength of your own inward witness. There's a difference between listening to the voice of God's spirit and listening to the voice of your own spirit. Because your spirit will talk to you. And I would contend, this is going to offend some, maybe not in this room, but maybe somebody watching or whatever. I would contend that a lot of what we call God is your spirit. It's really your spirit. Your spirit is saying something to you because your spirit can be sensitive to stuff. Your spirit can say they ain't right. Now it's even better and even clearer if the Holy Spirit and God's Spirit and the prophetic anointing of the Holy Spirit can testify with your spirit. His spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children and heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so there is a connection between the Holy Spirit and your spirit, but your spirit does have to be activated. The analogy that I use is that it's like if you've ever had to jump a car. If your car dies, the battery's not working, then you connect your the other person's battery that's working and you use the jumper cables to connect it to the battery in your car. You don't connect it to the engine, you connect it to the battery because it goes from battery to battery. So the Holy Spirit ends up being a connection to your actual human spirit but you will have to be aware of your human spirit you will have to be aware of the real you and you will have to understand that there is a war between your flesh and your spirit and your mind is in the middle this is basic but I think it's deep and it's true there is a battle between your flesh and your spirit Say amen. amen. It's a battle between your flesh and your spirit. And if you're not careful, your flesh can become so carnal that it makes you uncomfortable even if your spirit is getting fed. It's possible to get to a place where church can make you uncomfortable. You just can't even be in here. It's too much. Too much God. Too much spirit. Too much. Even though your spirit is really could use a meal really could use a meal part of what we've done is we tried as best we can to make your flesh as comfortable as possible because most of us grew up in a world where your flesh was uncomfortable as your spirit was getting fed the chair wasn't comfortable this chair y'all are sitting in here is comfortable but the chair I grew up sitting in was not comfortable. Them pews weren't comfortable. Maybe you got a cushion pew and everybody was raising for them cushion pews. And then, then them hard bench pews would be left there. And the room wasn't cool. You were there hot. You were making your flesh uncomfortable for your spirit to be fed. We're almost so spoiled in our flesh that if it's not comfortable enough or convenient enough or close enough or this enough or that enough, we will deny our spirit a meal because our flesh is not as comfortable. I need a witness in the building. We will almost... We all, even though we know that our spirit needs a meal, you know that your spirit man needs to hear something to feed it you know that because you're dealing with depression you're dealing with discouragement you can't sleep at night you close your eyes you have no peace you have no joy you have no solace and so now you can have stuff on the outside together but if your heart don't feel right hey you gotta get somewhere where somebody can feed your spirit and not just your flesh somebody say something to me in the room that's Andy you talking right But we're so flesh conscious, we're so flesh comfortable that we will even deny our spirit a meal if our flesh don't like it enough. But we all have to be aware of the fact that your spirit man needs to be strengthened. Now I'm going to say something else that's a little bit controversial, but this is my church. It's possible for somebody who's not even saved to have a stronger human spirit than you and you saved. Oh, I wish I had a witness. It is possible for folk to have worked on their human spirit. You ought to be even better because not only ought to you have your own spirit, but then your spirit is connected to God's spirit. And God's spirit is bearing witness with your spirit. And you should be way more powerful than somebody who's just chanting to strengthen their spirit. Instead of being a hater and being like, that's the devil. Instead of being that, acknowledge it's actually possible for somebody's human spirit to be strengthened and yours be weak. And that ought not to be. It should not be that somebody who don't know the Lord is more encouraged than you. That's crazy. (laughs) That because not only do you have God and the church and the word, but also your own human spirit ought to have been strengthened so that you don't fall over when the littlest bit of adversity comes your way. What has happened to us? Why are we such punks in our spirit? We're terrified, we're scared, we grumble, we complain, we don't like, if somebody don't like us, we're so sensitive. Everybody got to see things that way we see it. We got, oh, we got, we are so sensitive that we are shook by what comes out of people's mouths. We got all this Holy Ghost and all this God. We got more TV and more preaching on our thing than ever and are weaker than we've ever been. It's because if we're not careful, we will so rely on God's spirit that we don't allow God's spirit to recharge our actual battery. You should need a jump every day. help us Holy Ghost you ought to have your own battery you ought to have your own alternator and and if your car won't start tomorrow then you got to get your battery together because God is not going to talk to you every day I said God is not going to talk to you every day these people that tell you God talks to them every day God don't talk to them every day God got important stuff to do Drive me crazy when they tell me what he said. And the Lord woke me up this morning and said, yeah, it's, it's toast today. I'm like, Let's, let me tell you something. The Lord does not care if you have toast or bagels. It's absolutely possible for your human spirit to speak to you. I, I told the story. I'll tell it again. I was in a Mexican restaurant and it wasn't anywhere where there were any Mexicans. Did you hear what I said? I was in a Mexican restaurant. I wanted some Mexican food. You ever had Mexican, Mexican food? Whoa, Mexican food's anointed. So I wanted some. I wanted to feel the anointing of the Mexican food. But where I was, there were no Mexicans there. And I wondered, can people who ain't, sorry, aren't Mexican? make mexican food you ever have black italian food Italian food what kind of lasagna is this you got a pork chop on the okay what i'm saying to you is i would like an italian Well, no black people making me no Chinese food? That's, that's, <laughs> what's this? Chitlin fried rice, ro- okay, anyway, wait, 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 what I'm saying to you is, I'm in a place, and I don't see no Mexicans, nowhere around. And I'm like, where are the Mexicans at if I'm going to eat some Mexican food? But they were playing the music. Sorry. And I'm like, la 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 bamba. I'm in there. And I'm like, okay, this is great. They're playing Mexican music and they played, and I, La bamba was a song I recognized. So I sat down. And I'm like, okay, there's probably going to be some Mexican food. And I'm looking in the kitchen and I saw one, I saw a Mexican mama in there. And I was like, all right, okay, we're about to have some Mexican food. But there was something on the inside that was saying, it ain't going to be no good food here. I need, I need. a witness. Somebody pass, hey, pass, hey, pass. There's something on the inside. Was saying hey, there's this, the, uh, this ain't. This this ain't gonna be good. That is not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost don't care about whether or not your tostatas. The Holy Ghost does not care about your chips and salsa. He don't care. Your human spirit will say that to you. Your human spirit will say, we need to get out of here. Your human spirit says, this movie is going to be horrible. Do not waste your time. That is your human spirit. And that's not the Holy Ghost. We, we got the Holy Ghost telling us stuff that's not important to him. You have to understand that your spirit has to be strengthened. Okay? Now, this is how your spirit gets strengthened. I got four things, and I'm going to pray for you and let you go. The first way that your spirit is strengthened is paternity, identity. Part of the reason why God claims you and names you is because your identity goes deep when it comes to your human spirit. As a matter of fact, that goes so deep that it can even be difficult to break free of it even if it's what's best for you. You can so identify with where you come from and so identify with your city or so identify with your people that now God has something better for you. But your spirit man has so identified with this particular thing that God has to break you free from that. And it's why he names you and claims you because who you say you are is extremely powerful to your inner self. The reason why they used to give you a name that meant something is because what you call yourself feeds your own spirit. So it's very hard to have a strong human spirit when you speak negative about yourself. This is one of the reasons why we're trying to encourage you and I'm trying to encourage me as best I can. I may feel negative, but I don't let it come out my mouth. Why would I speak negative about myself? Why would I call myself something evil? Because when I do that, I'm messing with the identity of my own human spirit. I've got to say what I will do and what I won't do. Part of the reason why the Lord names you and claims you is because that paternity and that identity has a, it's a big factor when it comes to your human spirit. Okay? The second way that your human spirit gets strengthened, you're not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. But it's a truth and it's pain. I said pain. Almost nothing strengthens you on the inside like pain. I need a witness in the building. If you are strong in here, it's because you've been through something. If if you've been through something and you're still breathing, you're walking around like, oh, the devil should have killed me when when he had a chance. Because you survived. You came out the other side of it. You are strengthened at a whole nother level. You're not strong if you ain't never been through nothing. But the other part of what pain does is pain gives you the ability to identify with other people who are in pain. And you are a weak someone if you can only identify with strength. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? If you got a front knack like strength and winning is all you know, you're not really being honest. If you go through something difficult, you now see the world through the eyes of other people that have had pain because you don't had pain, and you're a whole nother kind of encourager if you've been through pain. Now you around somebody with loss, and you can say, Oh, I've been here, baby. Oh, I I've been through this. Oh, you ain't the only one who's lost a loved one. You're not the only one. What happens is now what you got on the inside. Was worth more than what you went through on the outside. Matter of fact, the Bible says that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, if you're in pain right now, I'm in, if you're in pain right now, as much as the pain is bothersome, understand that that pain makes your spirit stronger. Can I get an amen in the building? It's why sometimes you will do something like deny yourself. You go on a fast or you won't let yourself have bread or don't let yourself have meat or don't let yourself have sugar. You've got to push your flesh. Sometimes you almost have to make your flesh suffer just so you get stronger on the inside. Because there's going to be something that's going to happen that's going to try to break you on the inside. And you will be easily broken if you haven't strengthened your inner man. The third thing that strengthens your inner man, your spirit, is prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer is not just about talking to God. Prayer is not just about getting your requests done. That's a part of it. But prayer is also about communion. Prayer is that that ability to talk to the Lord and, and be in communion with him and fellowship with him. It strengthens your inner man so that your human spirit gets strengthened by the prayer process. As a matter of fact, people who pray nonsense can be stronger in their inner man than people who don't pray at all. We don't like to think about this, but the world has constantly been conquered by people that had faith. Faith in Zeus is better than faith in nothing. I'm not saying you should have faith in Zeus. I'm not saying that. We're here to worship the Lord, the Almighty, Jehovah, and Jesus. And, and I, but what I'm saying to you is that even praying and sacrificing to something that ain't real strengthens your inner man. It does. So how much more? If you've got the Holy Ghost, or if you know the Lord, or if you have a prayer life, how much more? Should you spend some time praying in your car? Spend some time praying before? Spend some. Just talk to the Lord. That communion with him does something on the inside of you. It does something to your spirit man. It puts your spirit man in a place in which it's getting stronger. And then number four, the fourth thing that strengthens your inner man is Promise. Faith. Where you actually find a promise that you're believing God for. Where you actually are believing God for something that you don't see in the natural. That faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It would be better For you to believe God for something and not get it than to never believe God for nothing. Because even in the believing God for something that you don't get, there is an inner working, there is a strengthening, there is a power, there is a hope, there is a purpose. You get so strong on the inside that when you get it, it don't even matter to you as much as it did when you first asked for it. I need a witness in the building. You started off asking for it, thinking if you didn't get it, you don't know what you'd do. But by the time you got it, you were so strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, your inner man was so strong, you you don't hardly care about it. If you are afraid to ask God for something because you're afraid to be disappointed, then you will always be weak in your inner man. It's a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Does this offend you? Yes, it does. So, what you're saying to me is if I'm afraid to ask, because I'm afraid to be disappointed, and that's not good, wow, I got work to do. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given, seek and you'll find, knock. And the door will be open because everyone who asks receives to him who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be open I think God always answers I just don't know if he answers with what you asked for directly I want us all to consider something myself as well that I've asked God for stuff and he didn't give me exactly what I wanted But what he did give me was even better than what I was asking for. And what's more is by the time I got there, I realized that his no made me strong. So even if I didn't receive... What I thought I wanted to receive or exactly what I was saying. It doesn't mean that I didn't come out on the other end at a whole nother level. And actually the process changed me. And I got strengthened in my inner man. Now I'm never afraid to ask God for something because... I know he will always answer me even if his answer is to make me better because it can't just be about the bread it's got to be about the flesh and I mean I have to eat his flesh I have to drink his blood (laughs) I got to get him on the inside of me. I got to get my own human spirit empowered. And beloved, one of the scariest things that we all have to be aware of is the better times get, the weaker we can become internally if we're not careful. amen light bulbs I don't know if you've heard this but the cycle is that hard times create good people no I need a witness in the building hard times create good people good people create good times the challenge is too much good times can create raggedy people Weak people, jacked up people, and then weak people make weak times. But then weak times makes great people, and the cycle happens all over again. And we have to be careful that in our stuff, and in our technology, and in our money, and in our houses, and in our cars, and in our portfolios, we don't so lean on stuff. That we are weaker than folk who didn't have half of what we had. It's a scary thought that your grandmama was stronger than you spiritually. No, I need a witness in the building. It's a scary thought that your great-great-grandmama, it's a scary thought that the folks that came out of slavery, it's a scary thought that the folks that came over from the other country, it's a scary thought that they had less and were stronger inside. We got to be strengthened in our inner man. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we'll be strengthened with all power through his spirit in our inner being. So that we can win from the inner. It's inner to winner. And what's going on on the outside, or what, who likes me, or who's on my side, or who's fit me, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Twelve o'clock. What does matter? What matters is who God says I am. What God says about me. I'm agreeing with him. What I say about me. What I believe he can do with me. Oh, I'm a scary somebody when I'm strong on the inside. If you heard a word from the Lord, put your hands together and bless his name. Jump on your feet. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray. Paul said, for this very reason, I bow my knee before the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. And Paul said that he's praying that we would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. That we would be strengthened according to his glorious riches. That he would strengthen us with power by his spirit in our inner being. Thank you for everyone that pushed their flesh to come to the room. Thank you for everyone that pushed their flesh to sit and watch and focus. Thank you for everyone that denied the the distraction of their mind with Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and everything that we focused in and allowed our spirit man to be fed. Now God... Feed us till we want no more. Bread of heaven. Feed us till we want no more. We got to start praying. We got to start reading the word. We got to start focusing on what brings inner strength. Now, God, I'm praying right now that you'd strengthen us in our inner man. God, I pray that Christ will dwell in our hearts through faith. Not just through circumstance. God, make us careful of what we ask you for. Make us strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Don't let us stay weak. Make us strong. And now, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I am rich. God, make us strong inside. We'll praise you for what you do. Thank you for living so big in us today. Thank you for speaking through these lips of clay. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the prayer. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you Lord God for every part that everyone played. Thank you Lord God that you have met us here again and you're gonna meet us here again next Sunday. But God, in the meantime, we're going to keep on loving you. In the meantime, we're going to keep talking to you. In the meantime, we're going to keep praising you. In the meantime, we're going to keep chasing after you and running after your will. Have your way in us. Dismiss us from this place. Dismiss us from this moment. But never from your presence. Cover us with your blood. As we leave, as we go home, as we turn this off, as we go to do the things that we need to do for the rest of the week. Protect those of us who have to travel and be our God. God, and we will be your people and God we pray as we always pray that you would bless your people make your face shine upon your people be gracious to your people favor on your people in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit have your godlike way in us heal our bodies heal our minds heal our money heal our babies heal our teenagers save our children fix our situation, fix our heart that we might be used by you. And we'll praise you for what you do, what you say. You're worthy in Jesus' name. We all sit together. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thanks for coming to church today. God bless you. See you next Sunday.
0: Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www dot worldovercomers dot church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.